Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. Boy, I'm amped up. I hope you guys enjoyed my last episode with Sam Talent. Uh, if you haven't, please go listen to that. Uh, and if you prefer, then listening to it on Spotify, Apple, or wherever wherever ooh, you get your podcast, you can watch it. You can watch our Zoom conversation uh, the only thing missing from it is my uh, outro that I recorded separately. Uh, but otherwise, go on YouTube and watch it if you'd like. And uh, if you do that, please like the video and also subscribe. Um, <clears throat> especially subscribe. Because there's not a lot of incentive for me putting them on YouTube and letting... My uh, my ugly mug, especially with my current uh, Kenny Powers hair, be shown to the public, uh, unless I get more subscribers that uh, you know can can help me uh, you know buy uh, afford the drinks that I drink while I podcast. So give me a subscription. Sam Talent, uh, a brilliant book, uh, great special that he put out, and uh, I'll uh, before he even put out his special. Uh, I'm not going to lie, when I started this podcast, I made a list of people uh, who I wanted to ask, and he was on that list. He may have been the first name I wrote down on that list, but I thought, I need I need to have somewhat of an established podcast before I dare ask him to come on. And uh, thanks to being top 10 globally, I, I had the confidence. And the fact that he had a special that was just coming out, uh, I thought was a, a good, you know, stars align. And Sam responded uh, and was was uh, very uh, happy to come on. And I was very happy to have him. Uh, thanks again to Sam Talent. And buy his book. It is... I mean, if you have interest in comedy... I feel like you should buy his book uh, because it is a really fascinating, well-written book. Uh, and hopefully it becomes a movie. Uh, and hopefully, per his wishes, it either star, uh, stars uh, John C. Riley or Danny McBride. Uh, or if it takes 10 years to get made, maybe me. I, I'd be old enough by then, probably. <laughs> I can grow the hair back out. Um also, while I'm talking about books, I want to talk about uh, R. Scott Edwards. Uh, you may remember him from episode episode 20. Oh, my gosh. Back in late April, that one came out. Uh, it feels like it was like a few weeks ago. Man. Uh, so Scott was kind enough to send me an advanced copy of his book that is coming out November 19th, 2021. <clears throat> so, in the future, obviously. Uh, it's called 20 Questions Answered About Being a Stand-Up Comic. 10 Answers You Should Know and 10 Answers You Must Know. And he was uh, generous enough to send me an advanced copy of the book. And uh, it's something I'm going to save for reference uh if you are like me at all, kind of early in a stand-up career or uh, probably even a few years into a stand-up career, uh, this book has a lot of good advice. It's not about uh, your comedy writing. It's about kind of just all of the other stuff. 
And uh, oddly enough, one of the things I, I sent Scott a message back saying, it's very funny. He has a he has a whole thing about holding the microphone, which I talked to Sam Talent about for about two minutes uh, in our interview about the way he holds it compared to the way I hold it. And I want to meet in the middle with my microphone uh, technique. But uh, if, if you're at all a, a comedian uh, or wanting to be a comedian, I would strongly suggest that book. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, again, it's uh, 20 questions answered about being a stand-up comic, 10 answers you should know, and 10 answers you must know, and I read it really quickly. Um, very easy, uh, digestible read, especially if you're someone who's not good at reading words like me. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but check that out. Scott, and, and if you haven't listened to the episode with Scott, our Scott Edwards and me, episode 20, go back and listen to that. That was a great episode. He had a lot of great stories uh, about uh, Gary Shandling and Robin Williams and other comedians. Just a really fun uh, interview. That's actually, it's actually a pretty popular episode. It's now one of my top five uh, listened to episodes that uh, have gone out. No, I talked about those, uh, I think, when I was in COVID quarantine. I talked about my top five uh, listened to episodes. It was not in there now. It is, or it was not in there then, but it is now. Uh, so check that one out. Zero two zero, R. Scott Edwards and me. I'm very creative with my names, and you can probably figure out the numbers. Anywho, all that being said, this is episode... Okay, let me try that again. This episode <laughs> is with Tanya Fritch. Now, she is also someone who has written a book. It is called Just the Tip, the ins and out of the industry. Uh, she has been a bartender for over 13 years. Uh, and she, when she was 20, she decided to start collecting stories from the bartending industry. Uh, and... Uh, that she wanted to document uh, her encounters with people, uh, as she worded it, the good, the bad, and the hilarious. Uh, she decided when COVID struck and she had a little more time on her hands, she decided to uh, put them all together and uh, put them in a book. And it's a pretty popular book, available on Amazon. Uh, so we talked a lot about bars. So, you know, one thing I'll say is... Um, well, full disclosure, if as if you wouldn't be able to tell, I had had a few drinks prior to our conversations, and uh, conversation, blah, blah, blah. I've had a, just a couple drinks now, uh, <laughs> but I think this conversation is definitely uh, very similar to one that a drunkish guy like myself and a bartender would have at a bar about experiences at bars, and uh, maybe some tips and tricks on how to get stronger drinks, how to how to organize your tipping situation, things like that. Uh, you know, I had a great time. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a good one to, uh, again, pour yourself a drink. Or uh, if you don't drink, maybe, uh, I, know, I know some of you maybe uh, smoke the uh, wacky tobacco. Maybe you want to hit one of those. And, uh, <laughs> God, I sound like a red foreman from that 70s show. Uh, believe it or not, I smoke weed, and I still sound like that. Um, 
hey man, just just enjoy it. Lay back and enjoy it. This, you know, uh, hopefully we'll we'll set you at ease with some bar stories. And uh, hey, send me your best bar story, or send her your best bar story. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and uh, hope you enjoy it. I'll be back on the flippity flip, flippity flop. Whatever Michael Scott said in the office, he said it cool. Uh, hope you enjoy it. See you on the flip side. I introduce Tanya, the author of Just the Tip, The Ins and Outs of the Industry. Great title, by the way. Tanya, how are you? Good. How are you? I am awesome. Um, this is a pint glass full of whiskey, so I've got a... It's only going to get worse. I don't worse know if I here. believe that. <laughs> yeah, I got the, uh, I got the bottle here. Oh, wow. Pint Man, glass. This isn't okay. all from tonight, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> We're today. It's only six o'clock. This is early. Uh, <laughs> so I love, uh, I haven't gotten to read it yet in full disclosure, but I loved reading the idea behind the book. Uh, what, uh, and I guess COVID kind of inspired you to go ahead and put it all together and make it a book. Yeah, I mean, I already had a lot of the stories written, but, you know, I was kind of procrastinating to the fullest. And when I say procrastinating, I mean, like 10 years, maybe <laughs> like I started writing stories 10 years ago and I was always going to do a book. And then, you know, I just I was like, I'll research it one day. Life got in the way. You know, I just filled my time with other things, probably unproductive things like going out and drinking or having fun. <laughs> Um, but when COVID hit, I lost both my jobs at the same time. So I honestly, I get bored if I'm not working, if I'm not doing something. So I was kind of sitting there in my own thoughts and I was like, I have to do something. And then I was randomly going through my computer, probably like a day of boredom, like cleaning out pictures. And I saw my stories and I was like, I'm publishing this. Like, what am I doing? This is, it sounds really weird, but during COVID, yeah, I was like, if I don't publish this now, I probably never will. This is the one time I have nothing else going on. Right. And and so this is all stories that you collected while bartending. And uh, I I can only imagine uh, because I've had I've had, believe it or not, you know, as much as I drink, I've had some experiences at bars that probably are book worthy. <laughs> well, good. You'll have to submit those for my next book. <laughs> oh, there. Well, see, the, the half the problem is they're usually retold to me by people who were there. I don't remember them. Yes. What? Um, so first, let me talk to you about like our thing. You're in uh, North Carolina, right? Yes. So are things kind of rolling again? Yeah, I mean, I everything is pretty much back to normal. Um, you know, I haven't honestly really been paying attention to numbers and all of that. I was doing that in the beginning, but obviously it's really not good for your mental state. So I stopped. But I do, you know, working at a bar, we still have like mask mandates. So you need a mask to get in the bar, but you don't need to wear one when you're in the bar. So I, I don't know, I guess like, you know, once you hit that door, like you're good, like COVID doesn't enter the bar. So <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm in Florida. So 
the oh, so, yeah. first time, which was like, I don't know, June of 2020, like pretty early on, it was like, do I need a mask to go into this bar? And I'm like, no one else is wearing one. So I guess not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For you guys, my family lives in Florida and yeah, I just felt like COVID didn't exist. I went down there and I was like, okay, so, you know, maybe it's from the sunshine. People are like, we're good. We have all the vitamin D, <laughs> like, but for here, it did get crazy locked down for a minute. Um, probably not as bad as other States like New York or, you know, Los Angeles, but we did, you know, everything pretty much went home, like work from home. All our bars did shut down for like six months. We were only doing like to-go cocktails, which my bar doesn't do that. So, you know, that left us out of a job for six months. It was really weird. And, you know, when we went back, it was like kind of going back to school after the summer. It's like, what have you guys been up to? <laughs> and it was also weird being around people again. It's like everybody wanted to give you a hug. And I was just kind of like, I don't know, you know, like I think we're, we're supposed to be avoiding this. So, but now everything's really good. Um, there's no like, distancing I mean not good in that way but I'm saying you know it's like to your own discretion like if you want to do that go ahead if you don't feel free not to they do still require masks in stores like personal businesses can require it which I notice a lot are they stopped for a while but now it's going back so I'm not really sure <laughs> yeah well hopefully the bars stay open because I don't know I <laughs> I I I I, I, I got COVID a couple months ago and for me, I'm, I'm 34 uh, and I'm, I'm obese, but I, I not, you know, BMI wise, I, I don't have like other comorbidities. And uh, for me, COVID was like a nice rest. Like I got to sleep a couple nights. I usually sleep three hours a night. I got like eight hours of sleep. So I'm like, huh, I feel refreshed. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, I had COVID when it first came out and it was actually my birthday. I felt super tired, like you said, you know, like definitely a mild case by all means. And then I've had other, like my brother had it. He had a totally different experience. His was like, he couldn't even get out of bed for 10 days. Like he was like rough. And then my other brother had it and he had like a flu. So it was just, we all had such different experiences. So I, yeah. I, I noticed the majority, like you said, of young people seem to be having a milder case. So that, that's the people going to the bars. So, right. You would, you would assume at least. And yeah, yeah. It, it is a weird, it's a weird thing. Cause it's a, it's a roll of the dice. It seems, it seems like it, it does seem. Yeah. I've, I've had healthier people younger than me have much worse cases, obviously. And yeah, it's like, well, it, it's, it seems like it's just kind of luck of the draw, which and I feel like we're all waiting to get it. You know what I mean? Like we've already gotten it, but I feel like everybody's like, oh gosh, is it my turn now? You know, let me see if I can chance it. Well, that so that's the thing that, that made, I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead. This is a weird reference. Um, um, I've seen a few episodes, but maybe in, I won't in, know it. In The Walking Dead, somewhat early on, season one or season two, they reveal that no matter how you die, whether you're bit by a zombie or not, when you die, you will turn into a zombie. So the way it was laid out when they said, you know, 15 days to slow the spread, they basically said everyone in the world is going to get COVID. We're just trying to slow it so the hospitals are not overrun. Yeah. So that day, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get COVID. Let's yeah. just do it when it's a convenient time for the hospitals, I guess. 
uh, <laughs> I, I didn't need to go to a hospital, of course, but um, it's like, well, so I don't know why uh, this far down the road, we're still going nuts about it. I know it's deadly to some people, but. <laughs> yeah, it's so odd. And I was talking to my friend about this on a walk today. I told her, it's just like, there's so much information out there right now that it just, it loses the real facts, you know? And so at this point, we are kind of all where you're at, like, why is this still a thing? You know, because I mean, obviously, like you said, I know some people do die from it. I actually know someone who died from it. Um, and it was weird because he actually had it the first time, completely fine. Second time, he had this new strain, maybe he died. He died within like three weeks. I mean, he oh, was wow. 50, but not by any means old and not by oh. any means unhealthy. And we hung out with him like a few months ago in Key West and it was really odd. And his wife got it again for the second time and she was fine. So it was just, like you said, it's such a weird, I don't understand it, but I'm glad, you know, obviously that we had a mild case, but I feel like, yeah, people, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it's like, who stays home, you know, because they might have an easy time with it and they might not, I guess it's luck of the draw, but. Yeah, I, it's, I guess it's uh, to a certain extent, it's like it, People have told me the amount I consume of alcohol in a in a night could kill a, a normal human. So I'm already yeah. risking my life half the half the time. Your insides are already sterile. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be it too. I might just have a natural disinfectant because I've got. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So the um, so stories as a bartender. So one thing I've always, I, I'm always curious about, I never recall, and so that's an important note, because I may have been, but I never recall being shut down, like you've had too much drink, no more. And I've been very, very drunk at bars before. Um, I, I, how awkward, how awkward is that conversation? Or I assume you've had to just be like, you've had too much, you're done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Honestly, it's not usually too awkward. It, it can be, you know, confrontational because A, when you're drinking, sometimes you want to fight. Like, you know, people, especially if people say you can't have any more, but for the most part, I mean, people, when we're cutting them off, I always say like the lights turned off upstairs because you can see it in their face, you know, like the brain and the senses aren't connecting anymore. They, they don't even know they're at the bar. I mean, they're just there because they've been coming there all night, if that makes sense. Like, it's yeah, just like, yeah. they're just like robotically, you know, going to the direction. <laughs> yeah. oh, for sure. We always say that when we're leaving work, we'll still see like, you know, the leftover people from like 3 a.m. just walking the streets looking for Ubers. And I'm like, it's zombie time. Like, it just looks like a bunch of zombies walking around. But I usually people, they'll keep trying to get a drink. They honestly, they just don't understand that you're even cutting them off. Like, it's not even registering. So, you know, you'll say, hey, man, I got to cut you off. And a guy or a girl, and they'll be like, okay. And then like 10 minutes later, they're like, hey, can I get a rum and Coke? No, remember, we're not serving you anymore. Like you should like pro probably just go because like you're not getting served here anymore. Oh, well, well, can he give me a rum and Coke? Like pointing to the other bartender. Like they don't understand what's going on. Um, I have pretty, but most people honestly are super cool about it. I think they know when they've had too much. And I'll always say this thing, or I'm like, if you can't say it, I can't make it. And then they start laughing because, you know, they'll start slurring and they don't even know what they're asking for. Like, I've had a guy come up and say, 
can I get, and like, he's just, he couldn't even get out a liquor or anything. He's just like pointing to the liquor. And I'm like, no, I'm not serving you. If you're just pointing at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that's not just me because when I get super drunk, I've been told, and it seems like me, cause I have some faint memories that I become <laughs> like nonverbal. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, but my hands will move. So I'll go up, not even necessarily to a bartender, but I've gone up to a girl to hit on her and I've been like, yeah. and, and her face goes from a small smile to like a, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> 100%. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, uh, so I've probably had, and I do know I had a bartender say, if you can't say it, I can't serve it. I have had a bartender say that, but I was able to compose myself. I, I do remember this. I was able to compose myself and get the drink. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hold on. I got this. Hold I on. Got this. Whiskey, pull, pull whiskey. back. Power. Go. <laughs> I've had someone go grab their friend to translate for them. Like, hey, like, you know what we've been drinking. Like, you tell her. Like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was at a, um, and I regret this. I was at a, uh, well, it was a gentleman's club. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I was just at the bar. I sat at the bar the whole time. Uh, not sure why I chose to drink there, because it's more expensive than, but the, the, the bartender was serving me. And three, four hours in, she's like, I've never served this much alcohol to one person before. She's like, I usually cut people off after six drinks. This is your 15th. And I'm like, mm, this is going to be an expensive night. She's like, this one's on me if you can chug it and still talk and ask for another. I'm like, that's terrible, Bart. <laughs> yeah, like, you're going to kill me. <laughs> well, that, well, I don't think I can be killed by alcohol. I don't I mean, think so either. If you're on your 15th drink... You surpassed me, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thing is, I, I, I do black out a lot, but I've never not ended up in my own bed. Oh, well, in a, a friendly bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> a respectable um, bed. <laughs> right. So it's like, clearly, at some point, I've got a, a, an instinct to get out and go, go. So I've never woken up in a bush or something like that. Yeah. So they say, um, when you black out, you won't remember anything from that night. Like, so you know how you haven't remembered a lot of, you know, your experiences, but they say, if you get to that same exact level of blackoutness, <laughs> you, you can remember what you did when you were blacked out. Isn't that weird? Well, but then you're not going to remember because you're blacked. You know what I mean? Your brain would process it, but you won't remember it again because you're blacking out. One one thing I made a conscientious effort to do, and I don't do this often, but this is, this is really weird. This is outside of the bartending industry, but I've actually, I actually at one point said, I'm going to try when I get blackout drunk to record myself and I'm going to retell what happened. <laughs> So when I'm sober the next day, I can look and be like, okay, I got it. Instead, it turned into I would get blackout drunk and I, I would record myself and I would send a message to sober Jeff. Oh. And they weren't usually very nice. <laughs> they weren't? <laughs> no, it was like, you fucking fat ass. Stop eating, you stupid 
piece of shit. <laughs> You're like, I don't mean. like this guy. I'm going to stop texting him back. <laughs> yeah, it was an awful, uh, it, it, I get, I'm like a therapist wet dream. <laughs> so I, one time, I guess I left a drunk voicemail when I was like 22. No, I was actually trying to call a boyfriend to come pick me up from a party. And I'm drunk, so I'm trying to get a ride, but I never turned it off. So there's this whole voice recording. Not that I was bad, but I was kind of embarrassed because every single person I was talking to, I was laughing with, I was asking them about their life story, super friendly. But you know, some of those people were guys. And I remember my boyfriend saying like, why don't you just go talk in the bathroom with some guy again? And I was like, well, were, were, were we flirting? Were, he was like, well, not really. You were asking him about soccer or something. And I was like, so I just wanted to know what the guy was doing in the bathroom. <laughs> but point being is I didn't like how I sounded either. I felt really, you know, kind of stupid on how I sounded. So I just deleted that. I was like, I don't need to know what I'm doing when I'm black eyed. I, uh, I, I used to get on my friends for not making up better stories. <laughs> like, it's like, I was blacked out drunk one time, really bad blackout. And I was left alone with three girls, two of which I didn't know very well. And I'm like, by the way, you all should have been like, dude, you don't remember that orgy you had? <laughs> yes, Just for sure. Like, Mess with them. What? Oh my God. I need to stop drinking. <laughs> Yeah. honestly I've only left out once in my life that I know of once and I remember but the like right before I blacked out and then waking up and thank god I was with my roommate I woke up on my couch but the scary part was is she said I was having this full-on conversation with her in the car and I don't remember any of it it was like kind of scary honestly I was like thank god you were here and not somebody else who maybe didn't have my best interest at heart um, she was like, I couldn't even tell you were that drunk because you were just normal. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's that's the problem with, with my blackouts. And I don't think bartender, like you said, you can tell in their eyes, like nobody's home yeah. kind of thing. I get blacked out and I don't think people can tell because like I've had like serious conversations with people and they'd be like, thanks for talking yesterday. I'm like, who the f I, I <laughs> yeah. talked to you? Where were we? <laughs> well, yeah, I can't even ask that. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Any take that advice <laughs> I gave you and go do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was clearly very wise last night. Right. <laughs> yes, you should still divorce your wife. No, <laughs> it's like what? So, so one fun thing that that is a consistent bad thing, and I'm curious whether you encounter this. So I, I've several times, and I'll, I'll give you a story of a specific time. I was at a bar that was, that used the, the, uh, the, the, you can only pour so much, like it was mechanical, like you press mm -hmm. the button, it poured the liquor out. And yeah. first I got, I'm like, I'll take a crown and ginger. And it was, there was no liquor in this thing at all. It was disgusting. So from then on, I'm like, I'll take a double crown and ginger. And I'm like, okay, that's tolerable. They closed at like 10 o'clock. So we walked to the bar next door, me and my friends. And I say, I'll take a double crown and ginger. She takes a, I don't know what the glass is called, but it's, and she pours the whole thing full of crown. And she's like, that's my double crown. I'm like, 
So after three I'm of those, right <laughs> after three of those, after I've been drinking, you know, 11 of the, the week doubles back at the other bar, after three of those, apparently, I, I asked her to marry me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she was serving me alcohol. <laughs> Did she now, accept? I don't remember asking. My <laughs> friends told me I proposed to this bartender. Someone thinks they're engaged out there. <laughs> oh my God, she's just waiting on the ring. Yeah. I she's probably like, go I hope back. Like I comes back in soon. Well, the thing is, I can't even pick her out of a lineup. That's. <laughs> Thank God I don't live in Vegas, or I would probably be married so many times. Oh, and if she was bartending in Vegas, she was probably asked a million times. <laughs> oh, especially if you fill it, you know, it, it's like bigger than this kind of glass. You know, fill it up with Crown Royal a few times for a guy who's already drunk. For sure. And everybody pours differently. So I've never worked at a bar where we had, you know, the mechanical standard quarter of an ounce shot or an ounce and a quarter shot. We always free pour. And I know, you know, what an ounce and a quarter looks like just by counting. I know what two ounces looks like. But I do pour a little heavier sometimes because when I go to a bar, I do want to taste it. And I want it, you know, like you said, I want it to be worth my money. I don't want to sip on ginger ale all night. That sucks. <laughs> you know? yeah. And not because of even the money. It just sucks. Like why? I don't normally drink ginger ale. Why would I drink it without liquor? In it? Does anyone <laughs> drink ginger ale without liquor? No. They got like a stomach flu. <laughs> you know what? And I can like, I say the same thing about coffee, right? I like going to a coffee. I'm having the hardest time finding a good coffee spot because I tell my friends this all the time. I'm like, I don't want to drink coffee flavored milk. Like I don't drink milk like that. You know what I mean? So, but all these lattes and everything, no one does it. It's just coffee flavored milk. And so I would hope that, you know, my barista, even though they're not a bartender would pour me heavy too, you know? <laughs> Right. No, that, that's uh, how. So, uh, as a as a bartender, how do you? Because I, I I always try to indicate like I will tip better if you pour better. Is there a secret code? It seems like it's inconsistent, but I don't know if maybe I just haven't cracked the code. Yeah, that one's a little hard because. Man, I've been, yeah, I've definitely been asked that a lot. And honestly, <laughs> this sounds bad, but I think it really depends on your bartender's mood at that point. Because if she's been dealing with like jerks all night long, um, or just, you know, she's just drunk people everywhere. And, you know, people are like, yeah, I'll tip you if you pour me more. She'll probably be like, yeah, I'll, I'll. what I've said is, you know, like, no, like a double, we double charge you, you know, if I'm having that kind of day. But I will say if you're polite about it and you're not making a complete jerk out of yourself and you're like, hey, do you mind like pouring a little extra in there? Like, you know, like very nice. I can't really like I'll be like, yeah, here you go. You know, like I'm not gonna be like, no, F you. <laughs> but it's, it's you know what it really gets me. And I think other bartenders might agree. It's when they threaten to take the tip if it's not strong. Oh, so we've awful. had people say, well, if it's not strong enough, I'm not going to tip. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to serve you anymore. No, <laughs> in fact, I, I think you need to be cut off. <laughs> I'd spit in that drink. That's an asshole. Right? No, and I don't even say if you pour, I, like, I don't even say that. I just, 
usually the first drink's pretty middle of the road kind of weak and i drink it real fast i'm like mm, it was sweet and give it back and i'll like, say if the person has not been tipping all night probably less likely to want to give you extra because they're like why would i do that for you you know i'm not reciprocating any any goods here <laughs> like um but I know when I worked at like um, places that serve food or like maybe more corporate bars, I, I don't usually work for those. I do more high volume, like, you know, individually owned places that you'll find in different areas. But um, a lot of bartenders will do a trick where they take the straw and they just pour a few uh, droplets in the straw. That way your first sip is going to be all liquor and you're like, oh, she did it. And you're not going to really think about it throughout the rest of the drink. You know what I mean? I do. Just but a I, little, I, little <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would. I did. And maybe I should have told everybody the trick. But <laughs> I've, I, no, I've caught that. I'm like, wait a mm -hmm. second. Yeah, wait, wait a, a minute. This isn't right. That first sip tasted great. Yeah, um, but this tastes like ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another weird question. Because I recently was at a, a, uh, at a baseball game and I was at a club where it was free food, free drink. So, but, you know, you tip the bartender. So my philosophy was instead of tipping a dollar or two every drink, tip 20 very first drink and just say, I, I don't need chains, just take care of me tonight. It's yeah. not, it's a couple hours of drinking. It's not all, you know, it's not six hours right. of drinking or anything. Yeah. And my other friends are like, no, tip a couple dollars every time you go. I'm like, I think you'll do better with the 20 up front. And then if she's great all night, I give her another 20 at the end of the night. Yeah. She I think I, I mean, I think I agree with you. I think if you tip good initially, I don't, it's not like I need someone to tip me on every drink. You know, I don't expect that by any means. I just, you know, it's supposed to be like a dollar per drink is what you kind of expect. Um, you know, if they're really good, like after a few rounds, maybe give them three, four, you know. But if you gave me a 20 up front and said, hey, um, you know, this, like I kind of just want to tip up front so I can, you know, not have to tip every time or, you know, a lot of people don't carry cash on them. I would totally like, honestly, probably get to you first before anybody because I already know that you were a good tipper, you know, so it just kind of sets, you know, the mood for what our experience with each other is going to be that night. And I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, tip stands used to stand for, I mean, it still does, but no one really uses it. It was like to ensure proper service. So people back in the day would tip you beforehand and kind of slip you money, like, Hey, take care of like that was like our little, you know, deal. Now, obviously we get tipped after it kind of is based on the experience we give you now, which I agree should probably happen that way. You know, I don't think you should throw a hundred bucks at me before you learn who I am or before I even pour your first drink. That might not be fair, but um, I, yeah, I definitely take care of people who take care of me. Like I have a lot of regulars at um, all the bars I work at. So I very much know who the good tippers are and who aren't. And, you know, they could be three rows back with, hundred people at the bar. Like I will literally tell the person at the bar, can you pass this drink to him behind you? Yeah. The other guy behind you. And they're like, wait, what? Like, why aren't we getting served right now? But I mean, you know, you take care of people who take care of you. So. 
No. Well, you reinforced, and I will I will send this to my friend who was arguing with me the other way. hundred percent. I think you're in the right. <laughs> well, because anytime like they didn't know how a bar worked, so they like lined <laughs> up and I just went to the bar and instantly oh. she looked over, poured my drink while she was doing these people who were in line. And it's like seems like that worked out for me. <laughs> yes. And I I I would hate if people lined up at a bar personally. I I like to take multiple drink orders at once. Like I need you to spread out with, you know, I don't like just waiting on one drink order. Like it just drives me crazy. The, the, <laughs> these were like club seats. So they were like, oh, gotcha. Rich people. But my friend had corporate client seats and. Yeah, don't so lie. Was, You're the rich one. No, no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, but, but they, I, 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 I went to the bar a few times. I'm like, do these guys not know how? Why is there a line over here? Like <laughs> 20 feet of bar open and they're yeah, in the line. <laughs> you go to the bar when you need a drink. You don't stand in a goddamn line. A hundred percent. Yeah, it, it kind of grossed me out. So on principle yeah. alone, even if I didn't tip well, I would have been standing there like, hey. No, but you're right. To your point, we even have a lot of people come into the bar and there's usually like five bartenders and it's a long bar and people will just wait for this one bartender and the other three are like waving them down. Like there's a whole bar. You can get drinks right here. And people just, you know, they kind of follow the crowd. So I don't know why they do that, but we kind of have to wave people down a lot. Like, Hey, over here, we got, uh, we got drinks you, here too. I, I, well, I feel like at some point, like dudes are going to you and you've got some guy bartenders like, Hey, you can come here. No, I want her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And <laughs> girls will go to the guys and they right. want to flirt. And yeah, of course. Yes. They, they want to propose. So no, has any customer ever proposed to you? <laughs> I'm trying to think, I don't think, well, maybe propose something to me, but maybe not a proposal. <laughs> of course. But... Um, yeah, <laughs> not as uh, respectable as that, probably. <laughs> um, you know, that was very cordial of you to ask for her hand in marriage. But um, this was probably a lot of premarital stuff that people were proposing. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I, I guess you're right. I'm actually a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, don't hate yourself for that. <laughs> I, I've actually been told I've done that at least two or three times. So I've gotten really weird. You know, obviously gotten asked out on a lot of dates before, um, which wasn't weird, but also, I mean, there are like, you get some regulars that can kind of end up on the creepy scale because they just don't take no for an answer. And I know it's because they, you know, and they always apologize the next day. So they'll come in and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know I was being weird. So they knew. But then they start drinking again. And then it's like, well, it's like, I don't care if I'm weird when I'm drunk. And so it's like an everyday kind of thing. Well, and that's the and that's the part that I, part of the reason why I migrate around. And I mean, I have a few spots that I, but usually with male bartenders, because if I ask them to marry me, they'll punch me in the face and things will be fine. <laughs> but but uh, I honestly know I love when people are regular, so. I do love talking to people. So if I get to know you, that's better than me having a five minute conversation with a stranger and never seeing them again. So I really do appreciate like, conversing with the regulars. It's just some people are just, I mean, it's not even that they're being creepy, honestly. I think it's just, you know, 
yeah, they're coming there for all your attention. And sometimes you can't give them that, or you, you especially can't give it to them in the way they want you to. So that's when you kind of like are disconnected in that way, you know? Well, and I, I assume, because again, I couldn't pick the woman I proposed to out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she might've looked like me. She might've even had the same facial hair. She might've been a man. For all right <laughs> it was but, <laughs> but i but I, I i think it was just i was drunk and you were you were providing me what i needed to my sustenance like a, a yeah kernel thing maybe i don't or you know what it is too like i i try to think outside of the box a little bit um because you know like a lot of other girl bartenders are very quick to say he's creepy and I'm like, well, let's dissect this a little bit. I mean, he actually hasn't said anything creepy. He said you were pretty, which you are, you know, um, he has eyes. He's just confirming. And, um, you know, maybe this is the best conversation, guy or girl, this person's going to have all day. Maybe they live by themselves. Maybe they work at home. Maybe they don't know how to interact with people on a daily basis, you know? And I'm like, so... It's like you you could see it different ways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they get creepy people that say things. And so when anybody says, oh, you're so pretty or you're so this, it's like, oh, back off, creep. But honestly, it's not like they said anything degrading or mean. Like, they're actually complimenting you. Right. And I, you know, that makes me feel a little better because I never say anything specific. Oh, good for you. Oh, oh gosh. We, we get weird things, especially when we were wearing masks. Wow. you. Have, I wonder what the rest of your face looks like. Or like, okay. Oh my Do you God. want to see my feet too? <laughs> it's like, that's so weird. <laughs> you know, I've had people say creepy things like, you know, places required me to wear my hair back. Oh, can you just take your hair down for a minute? No, this is a bar. Where do you think you are right now? <laughs> they thought they were at a strip club. Yeah, they thought they were. I don't know where they thought they were. Yeah, exactly. I They're not like, as you know paid to be here, correct? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Tinder date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and strip clubs are not probably as common in North Carolina as they are in uh, the Tampa Bay area where I live, where there's like two every mile. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, we definitely have some and not as many though. And yeah, it's probably not as common, but they do stay open the latest. So like people will ask me, what's the after spot? And honestly, I do recommend the strip club. They can't drink there after hours, but at least if they're drunk, they can have some entertainment, maybe get some food. <laughs> they can still get dances, you know, and they're like, really the strip club, especially if I'm recommending it, they're like, is she messing with me? And I'm like, no, literally, that's the only place you can go right now. There's nowhere else. It's you, strip club you or Denny's. Go home or go there. Yeah. <laughs> or go to uh, Denny's. Is Denny's the place that's open? 24? Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I My family actually lives uh, near Clearwater Beach. So we're very hmm. familiar with that area. Yeah, that's 20 minutes or so away from me yeah i'll actually be in um st petersburg in two weeks for a concert so nice yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a glorious place uh do you like it there yeah no i love it because it's got a combination of like small city rural uh, can't say rural, rural. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both are like mm. can't say it uh, I said it earlier, but 
not anymore. Uh, but it's got a vibrant downtown. Downtown St. Pete's got nightlife that's okay. gotten too hip for me. Like I'm old. I'm 34. It's like too hip now. Yeah. But I can still find places to hang out downtown. And uh, we got the beach. I'm pointing geographically, like you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, to the left. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. But we got water on all because St. Pete's like in a peninsula. Florida's a peninsula where it's surrounded by water on three sides. But yeah. St. Pete juts out. Pinellas County is a peninsula where it's surrounded by water on all three sides. So uh, we've we've got and we got a, two miles from my house. Less than that, we've got a major league baseball team. Oh, nice. Is it the Tampa Bay Rays or? Rays, yes. Okay, cool. I was trying to see if I remembered that. Are you a um, like hockey fan or a football fan? I am a hockey fan and a football fan. I'm a fan of Are the Tampa Bay Lightning. I am not a fan of the Bucks. <laughs> Are you not a fan of the Bucks? Or are you not a fan of Tom Brady? Both. Okay. <laughs> I so so football is the one sport where it's like football is the sport where like most people root for their home teams in baseball, basketball, hockey. Mm-hmm. We don't have a basketball team here, but they root for their home teams because there's so many games. But football is the sport where like people have these weird things from their childhood or their parents where they're like, so I'm a Saints fan because when I was three years old. I saw their uniforms, golden black, and I love the mm-hmm. color gold. So I'm like, that's my team, golden black. So I agree with that. So I actually used to get in an <laughs> argument with some people I work with who are guys. And I forgot. So I, my team for a while, if I had to pick one, was the Steelers. Because my brother, when we were younger, he was drawn to them for whatever reason. And that was his team all through his life. And of course, he was my twin brother. And I'm like, well, if he likes them, I like them. Cause you know, duh, he's my brother and I don't know why I wouldn't. So I would actually even go to their games. I mean, I was like into it and people would say that can't be your team. You've never even lived in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I was like, <laughs> or um, same with, you know, college. Like I like Duke basketball, you know, this was before I even lived in North Carolina. I liked them when I lived in Virginia and everybody said, you don't even live in North Carolina. I'm like, well, you like the Patriots and you didn't even make the NFL team. It's like, what do you mean? Like, you can pick whatever. Yeah, pick your um, team. You know, just pick your team. Like, it's fine. No, and I think baseball and hockey and basketball to an extent, they're more localized because unless you pay extra money, you can only watch your team. The NFL, right. you don't have to pay that much. Like $250 spread over six months to watch any NFL game you want. Right. So you can. Or go to a bar and they're screaming every game. (laughs) Or that. I, I learned, I learned not to go to bars to watch Saints games. Do you get too rowdy? That's the, that's the one team. That's, that's my true love. Right. Oh, gotcha. I, I get, I get a little too, uh, I get a little too intense. Not that I've ever been <laughs> kicked out or anything like that, but I scream. Like I, you know, oh, and, yeah. and 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 watching a Tampa Bay Lightning or Tampa Bay Rays game at a local bar, I can scream and people be like, "Yeah, what he said." Yeah. But watching a Saints game at a local bar, they'll be like, 
Get this guy yeah, out of here. My roommate's a huge uh, Alabama college football fan, and she will not leave our house to watch it. She won't invite anybody over. We try to watch a championship game at our house and make it like a party at one time. And she got up and left. She was just not having it. Um, And not in a bad way, but to your point, she's like, no, I'm going to yell at the TV. I'm going to be angry if we lose. Like, it's not going to be fun for you guys. Like, I have to be by myself. That is awesome because I had that same explanation. I had people who wanted to come over and watch a Saints playoff game with me. And I'm just like, this is not going to be fun. Even if the Saints win, it's not going to be fun. Yeah, for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, like, this is not a, uh, this is not Disney World. This is like, best case scenario, you get out alive. Yeah, exactly. It's but uh, but I've had a lot of friends like oh I'll watch a Saints game with you I'm like no no, no. you won't no you won't <laughs> well text after goodbye <laughs> yeah you can even text during I'll you know I'll probably text you like seventy words about why you're a fucking idiot if you're insulting my team or or why yeah. you're wrong if you're complimenting my team. <laughs> And then the guy will be like, I could just be there and you could be talking to me. You're like, no, I'm going to text you instead. No, you can't see this, this man. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So, so if I went to bars and watched Saints games, I would actually get kicked out. Gotcha. To my knowledge, I have only been kicked out of one bar in my life. And that's because I hit on a chick <laughs> weeks prior and she happened to work at another bar. Mm. and when she saw me we we didn't get along well and, and she, was she like, said yeah you leave and I'm like come on yeah I have kicked out people honestly not because I'm not because you were a jerk probably y'all probably just didn't click um but I've had like <laughs> girls and guys come up to the bar and kind of not have the best attitude and honestly, like, I'll tell them, like, I'm not serving you. You can see if one of the other bartenders want to serve you or go to a different bar. And they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, a hundred percent. And I'm, I always tell them, I'm like, listen, if you're an asshole sober, I'm not putting alcohol in that. Like, no, no, no. That's a recipe for disaster. Like, I'm not feeding this fire. <laughs> um, they get super mad about that. It doesn't end well. Security always ends up picking them up and removing them physically. But Hey, gotta be nice, you know. <laughs> you know, this was uh, I, I I hit on her while she was a patron at a bar, not a bar. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, then I go to a bar and I'm like, "Can I get this?" And the bartender turns around. It's her. I'm like, "Oh, this was a this isn't gonna be good." <laughs> She's like, "Get him out!" I'm like, "Come on, I didn't do anything." Yeah, I didn't do See, anything I that do bad that. when I hit on you. You just didn't like me. That's okay. Most yeah, you don't, don't have to like me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That's silly. Yeah, that 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 was shitty on her. I still say, and the bar, uh, the security guy's like, get him a drink, and he's like, just don't go back to the bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like heard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> that's the only time I got kicked out of a bar that I can remember. Yeah, that's a pretty good track record. I don't think I've ever been kicked out of a bar either. I mean, I know I haven't. I may have left if one of my friends got kicked out, you know, show support. Oh, 
I did. That's a whole nother story that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> but no, I, I was literally once at a bar as a customer and I it was Halloween and we were dancing on the bar. And I, rem- I remember looking at my friend group and like all this shuffling started happening, fighting between guys. And I'm like, oh no. Like I saw it all go down, you know what I mean? And the security brings them out. And then all of a sudden the security comes up to me and like tugs on my dress or whatever I'm wearing as my costume. Cause I'm on the bar dancing. Like, you know, there's, everybody's on the bar dancing. And I'm like, I thought he was going to kick me out to be honest with you. And he's like, do you know those people? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, you don't have to leave. I'm just letting you know, they're not coming back. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll leave with them. You know what I mean? Like, Good problem. I'll go home with them. It's fine. <laughs> And no, I had a uh, I had a friend who was very drunk, and he I don't know what caused it, but he tried to punch me. He threw like four haymakers, and I'm not even that good at dodging punches, but I dodged them all like this. And a security guard saw it, and he's like, "You're out of here." He's like, "What did you do?" I'm like, "I didn't do anything." He just wanted to punch me. <laughs> he's like, "You should leave too." I'm like. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's my enough. he's he's my friend's ride, so <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll leave with them. <laughs> yeah, that seems okay. Yeah. But yeah, throwing throwing punches at me. That's I'm not a, I'm not a violent drunk. I'm a I'm a pretty docile, you know. Oh good. I like those. I recently actually had a woman come in and she wasn't being drunk or anything. It just escalated where it shouldn't have. She ordered like a vodka cranberry. I closed her out and she was like, I didn't want to close out. So we get this a lot. No one tells you not to close them out, but they don't want to be closed out. And I'm supposed to read the mind of the person to know this, correct? Like, and I don't, I don't know how yet, but you know, I usually say like, Hey, do you want to leave it open or closed? But if it's like the end of the night, I think we had like 15 minutes to go. I'll probably just close you out because I'm like, you know, if you want another drink, just come up and get one. Um, so I closed her out and I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. We already closed you out. I don't want to rerun your card because, you're, you know, it's just gonna be an extra charge. Like you should just sign that. And then if you want another drink in 15 minutes, let me know. Really nice. Fine. Literally, she was like, no, I did not want to be closed out. And I'm like, I understand. I understand this. However, I already did it, you know, like there's no going back. Like I can't fix this. And uh, that's just not the way our computer systems work at this bar. And she was like, well, I want it open. And then I'm serving someone else. She's just like screaming, like, I want it open. And she was like older. I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, in her fifties probably. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like maybe she was more drunk than I realized. And I said, listen, no. And then she said, and I'm not going to tip you because you closed me out. And I said, that's fine. Can you just like sign and leave the bar area? Just like, I'm over this conversation. That's what I told her. I was like, you're just inter, you know, like, this is like pointless. I don't even like any of this. And she's like, what, you don't want me to tip you? And it, she, you know what I mean? Everything I said was just like an argument. And I said, no, I'm good. And I, I eventually just did this to the like security guys. And, you know, and then right when the security guys came up, she started like trying to punch them. So I think, I think she was, a, yeah, I think something was going on. I think she seemed very calm. 
it was really weird. Like it went from zero to a hundred in like five minutes because like her tab got closed out. So I don't know what was happening there. Uh, but to your point, we kick out people for a lot of different reasons other than them being too intoxicated. Yeah, being angry. Like one thing I'll say, I drink and I'm happy. Yeah, I feel like, and some people drink and they're so angry or they're so- Why do those people drink? I don't know. I think it's because they're natural. I, I have no idea, honestly. I don't know why alcohol affects people differently. And I, and I think some alcohols affect different people. Like I know yeah. people who say I cannot have whiskey or I'll start throwing punches. But if you give me tequila all night, I'll dance and be happy. You know, or some people can't do beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't really know if I have one of those. I kind of feel like, honestly, whiskey is mine where I get, I don't get angry, but I get sad or something. Like it's not a, I love whiskey and I haven't actually been drinking it in a long time just because of that. I notice it kind of like brings me down a little bit more, but like a, like tequila or something, I'm like, let's go, let's party. <laughs> you know, like, so I don't know. That's so weird. There, I feel like, Alcohol, you you you're spot on. I feel like everyone, alcohol does like whiskey almost to me. Uh, if I'm falling asleep and I drink whiskey, it actually like perk me up. Mm. Yeah, makes and some no people, sense. They probably like go to sleep. Yeah, it it, it it doesn't make sense. Tequila, I think that's the only thing that I like poisoned myself with as a youth. Yeah. I did like 30 tequila kamikazes one night and vomited all over the place. And now I smell tequila and I start gagging. That's me with Jaeger. I once went through a Jaeger phase. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like Jaeger bombs for days. And now even when I'm pouring Jaeger to this day, I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Like, you know, like I already know what your day is going to go like. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I don't know how anyone over the age of like 22 can enjoy it. <laughs> no, I, I think that is what it is. It's like a 22 year old drink and you all go through that phase, but oh, it's awful. <laughs> I can't. Yes. The sugar content alone in that is so bad for you. I feel like not to be like a health freak or anything. Cause we're not that. <laughs> no, but uh, I had, that was the drink that almost, the worst thing ever. I had a friend convince a bartender to pour a Jaeger uh, 151 shot. Oh my gosh. So it was like a syrupy, highly out, like, and it slowly poured out of the shot glass. Oh. And, uh, we should have murdered him that night for <laughs> getting those drinks. I no think way. I threw up. I'm fairly certain I threw up after I took that drink. We, there's like a shot called a Four Horsemen. Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah. Is that the one with uh, Jose, Jack? Yeah. Jim. Jim. And, and I think Jameson or, you know, another J one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will instantly make you throw up. Like, I feel like no matter who you are, it's just you can't put tequila and whiskey together. It's just a thing that naturally makes your body reject <laughs> oh. and people will order it for their friend's birthday shot all the time they'll say i just want to get a four horseman i'm like nope 
And they're like, really? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not cleaning up throw up tonight. Are you like, mm -mm, mm -mm." that was the, uh, uh, what liquid cocaine is that sort of thing? Not cocaine, the drink. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Liquid cocaine and the drink are probably both a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Real cocaine is still a thing. I can vouch for that. Promise. Liquid cocaine. <laughs> I mean heroin, right? <laughs> yeah, liquid cocaine. Um, no, I, I remember those. That's where you took the straw and you, you did the layers, right? Is that the liquid oh. cocaine? Or what no, those are mind erasers. Do you ever remember? That's mind those? eraser, yes. Yeah, I used to love those. Why? I have no idea. Oh my gosh. I haven't had one in forever, and I don't think I want to, but <laughs> Those were awful. I remember one New Year's Eve, I went to a bar and all we ordered was mind erasers all night long to bring in the New Year's. It was such a weird night, <laughs> to say the do, least. Do you remember uh, much of it? <laughs> I actually do. I think we were dancing a lot. We actually snuck under the rooftop of the bar and like we went up these weird stairs and through this closet and nothing was up there. It was very odd, but I remember sitting in this like empty attic space calling my friend at the time like happy new year like where are you like i'm above this bar like no one's up here like it was just really odd (laughs) well the drink obviously has false pretenses then because yeah it didn't erase (laughs) my mind for sure uh well let me see here tanya i don't want to keep you too much longer um but can you uh tell my listeners uh if you have an awesome story you want to share please share it but otherwise please tell them where they can find you follow you not literally follow (laughs) my address is (laughs) assuming assuming facebook and instagram are still in existence when this gets published (laughs) is this not like the perfect you know, end to 2020 and 2021 in the sense now like all social media shut down, it's taken over by some unknown source, you know, we're all being like, I mean, this, these last few years have been so crazy. Um, But yeah, they can definitely check out my stories and my book, (laughs) um, which you can purchase on Amazon, you know, just the tip, the ins and outs of the industry. And you'll see it, it has a girl on the cover. That's the only thing that's going to come up besides some like weird t-shirts and things like that. So you'll find it. Um, and on my Instagram, it's actually just tanya.fritch. So F-R-I-T-C-H, which is my name. And mostly my social media probably is where you could find me directly at this point. Um, I'll have a website up and running soon. I've just been more so focused on social media lately. So um, definitely find me there and follow me. I post all my updates and, you know, links to my book are on my Instagram as well. So I would say that is the best way to find me. Awesome. Well, assuming social media is not completely shut down by next week, I'll link everything in the show notes. And even then I'll link the extinct notes. Uh, <laughs> that would be so sad. In the show notes. But uh, we'll, we'll figure out another way to, to do Yeah, that. we'll start s- sending out mailers or whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Just my picture, a little thing about me, my bio. You yeah. can't click on anything. It's a postcard. <laughs> Send X amount of dollars back 
in this return envelope and we will send you the book. Exactly. <laughs> like find, a, find a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and hope the pigeon can carry the book back. <laughs> and by this point, yeah, you'll, you won't you will have electricity because that will go out too. We'll do candlelight reading. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> everyone should get the book. And uh, also, everyone should subscribe to the Jeff Magalino podcast. Yeah. Anywhere you get your podcasts and get Tanya Fritch's book. Anywhere you can get her book when this comes out, you know, we might have to be on carrier pigeons, but I got some pigeons in the backyard I've got locked up. So we're good. Hit me up. I got pigeons. Just you got to pay me for them. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. All righty. I hope you enjoyed that. I realize that one's probably not for everyone, but maybe the people who uh, haven't been able to go to bars for a while might enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully you don't judge me too much for some of my stories. I don't think they were too terrible. Uh, but, you know, we all live our lives. And uh, sometimes we get in interesting situations. And uh, bars are a great place to find interesting situations. Uh, <laughs> if you if you don't find them on your own naturally. Um my intro was super long. My outro will be shorter, I promise. Um, please subscribe, like, share, follow, all those things. Uh, the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I think that's about it. You can go to my website, jeffmacalino.com. And believe it or not, that's spelled the same way as the title of my podcast, but just taking out the and podcast. So if you take the middle parts, put them together and add a .com, you've got my website. So do that <laughs> or go to that. I don't know if you're so inclined. Uh, but the main thing, I'd, I'd love for you to find an episode that you love. So while I still can offer this, which is not going to be much longer, if you are a new listener to the podcast and you think, I don't know what episodes I should listen to in the past of the prior uh, catalog, shoot me an email or a tweeter, uh, tweet, tweeter, oh boy, I should have had a uh, uh, Urban Dictionary in this one, <laughs> shoot me a message on one of the social media things and say, hey, here's what I like to listen to, what episode of yours should I listen to, because got a very diverse thing and I've got more great guests lined up on the way. I never like to share them in advance because I'm always afraid that the last minute they're going to bail on me and disappear. Uh, that's only happened a couple times. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I, uh, I, I have some more great guests on the way. I like to offer a variety of guests and, uh, you know, if my audience only likes certain kinds of guests. I can always shift who I ask. But until then, I'm inviting people I want to talk to. So 
I will continue to do so. Again, uh, you do me a big favor. These are all free things. Liking the Facebook page, following me on Twitter, on Instagram, all free. Uh, subscribing on YouTube, super free. It takes, it, it literally, I am not good with computers, and it would take me less than one minute to subscribe to all of those things for anyone who asked me nicely. So, could you do it for me, please? All right. Busy time for me. Tampa Bay Rays in the playoffs. Tampa Bay Lightning season starting. By the way, I've got a Rays and Lightning podcast. I know most of my audience is in Florida because I get those numbers. I don't get a lot of breakdown, but I do get, uh, you know, some geographic breakdown. Most of my listeners are in Florida. So if you're like a casual fan who wants to listen to a podcast and make them sound like they follow the Rays and Lightning a little more closely than they do, check that one out on FL Teams. It's called Bolts and Bats in the Bay. I used all my creativity on that podcast title, and that's why mine is named just the Jeff McAlino Podcast. Uh, and the Saints, uh, when this comes out, I'll either be very happy or very depressed. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. So, all right. Thank you again for listening. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And I hope you come back for more.